Hello, and welcome to the American Patchwork and Quilting Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Mayland, and I'm so excited to be here with you. We have a very special episode today because our magazine is celebrating its 30th anniversary. The first issue of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine started with the April 1993 issue, which came out in February of 1993. And our 30th anniversary special edition was just released into the world a few days ago. I can't believe we're celebrating this amazing milestone. I bet some of the people listening today even have that very first issue. In the inaugural issue of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine, the editor Patricia Van Note wrote, We believe that the art of quilting is a commitment. It is a commitment of time, which is in short supply these days. It is also a commitment to educating ourselves, to learning new techniques and designs, and to always work to improve our skills. But perhaps, most importantly, quilting is a commitment to the future. With each project we complete, we are acknowledging hope that long after we're gone, our quilts will warm, delight, and perhaps even inspire future generations. Our staff was so struck by these words, as they still ring true 30 years later. These ideas still guide our magazine and our mission. And I love the idea of quilting being a commitment. Because most of the time, this hobby in my life and the community built around it, for me, feels like a very close relationship and something that will be in my life forever. And that's a long commitment. And let me tell you how big this commitment has grown for our magazine. Our first issue of the magazine was 28 pages, and it was delivered to a smaller group of passionate quilters. And now we reach millions of quilters all over the world through not just the magazine, which has 116 pages now in each issue, but also the podcast, our website, and our social media. These are all things we didn't have 30 years ago and couldn't have even imagined we might have someday. It's so fun to have our magazine evolve this way the past three decades, and we're so thankful to every quilter we've been able to connect with over the years. Quilters, sewers, collectors, historians, and makers of all kinds are at the heart of our magazine. Their passion and creativity inspire all of us to grow in our skills and revel in the art of stitching. We believe in honoring a quilter's history and story, both of which inform their work. Over the years, we've profiled more than 150 makers in our magazine, offering glimpses of their homes and studios, their design processes, and what drives them to create. We've also featured quilting products from small businesses, tips from readers, and projects from more than 550 designers. We believe makers have distinctive voices, and we love sharing their stories and talents. And of course, the podcast is such a huge part of how we honor makers. We love answering your questions, featuring your ideas and tips, and interviewing quilters so we can all get to know them better. 
Quilters love to share their creations with others. They make quilts to honor milestones, welcome babies, celebrate life events, bring color to new homes, and grieve loss. They make quilts to add a handmade touch to their homes for each season and the holidays. They turn to their craft when life is exciting or tough. We're happy to have had our patterns play a part in these big and small moments for the past 30 years for our readers. I know many of the holiday quilts I feature in my home were made from a pattern uh, in American Patchwork and Quilting or from one of the freebies we have online. You know, I know I work for them, but they're really my go-to source for all patterns. While quilting is generally a solo activity, quilters crave connection with fellow sewers. We've found ways to foster togetherness. We have Facebook groups for quilters to congregate virtually to ask questions and share their passion. We've hosted sewing events in our offices, at quilt shows, and even on our website. And we've encouraged readers to get involved in charities through programs such as Quilt for the Cure and the One Million Pillowcase Challenge. Quilters are generous and encouraging people. Sharing their talents makes their craft even more fulfilling. We love highlighting the different ways quilters both find their communities and help their communities on the podcast too. And I'm always so inspired by hearing your stories. I consider all of our podcast listeners my little quilting community, and I love getting emails from you all. I want to share a few more details about our anniversary magazine that's on newsstands now. It's a very fun and special one, and if you're not a subscriber already, we hope you grab it at the stores or buy it online to help us celebrate. The issue features designs from eight notable quilt designers who we've worked with quite a bit over the years, including Victoria Finley Wolf, Lisa Alexander, Kim Deal, and more. And each designer shares fun tidbits like where they were 30 years ago how their style has changed, and their proudest quilting accomplishment. We're also featuring 30 amazing reader tips and 30 great sewing products we love. Plus, it's our 10th anniversary of hosting quilt-alongs, so we have an amazing scrappy quilt-along we'll be hosting with a pattern from the magazine. And on top of that, we're releasing a brand new feature in the magazine called Seasonal Sewing, which highlights three easy-to-sew decor projects. This issue, we have some cute spring and Easter projects. And this feature will be in an upcoming issue, so we have lots of fun holiday and seasonal projects coming up. Thanks to all of our readers and listeners for 30 amazing years and a bright future as the go-to resource for the quilting community. We're going to take a quick ad break, but when we come back, we'll hear favorite memories of our staff members and some quilt designers from over the years. Welcome back. To help celebrate our 30th anniversary of the magazine, we reached out to staff members, both past and present, as well as past designers, and asked them to share a favorite memory of working with American Patchwork and Quilting over the years. I'll pass it off to some of my coworkers first. Hi, this is Doris Brunette. As the current editor of American Patchwork and Quilting, I'm so excited about celebrating our 30th anniversary and sharing that with our listeners and readers. I started working here full-time in early 2019, 
And for five years prior to that, I did freelance work for the magazines. I also have memories of volunteering to make pillowcases at the all-night sew-a-thons, though admittedly, I did not show up for the overnight shifts. All of my favorite memories of working for American Patchwork and Quilting have to do with the people I work with. First of all, I am grateful every day for the awesome coworkers I get to collaborate with. I am inspired every day by their enthusiasm for and dedication to this brand and to giving you the best possible content and information. On my first day of the job, they welcomed me in a conference room with an informal chit chat to get to know them over fruit and pastries. Over the course of the next two days, each one of them sat down with me one-on-one to show me what their role on the team was and how I could expect to be working with them. They made me feel welcomed and instantly comfortable in my new role. That doesn't happen everywhere. Just two weeks after I started, we traveled together to Quilt Market in St. Louis, Missouri. Since Quilt Market was within driving distance, we road tripped in a company van. What better way to get to know people than by spending a few hours with them in a vehicle and a few days with them at a trade show. It was such a fun trip. I have great memories of the designers I've had the pleasure to work with as well. A few of them I had worked with on their book or books in a previous editorial role, so I was delighted to reconnect and collaborate with them again. As we started to plan this anniversary year, I contacted past designers to invite them to submit a quilt design for one of our 2023 issues. The response was generous and heartwarming, so many kind words of congratulations and resounding yeses to submitting a design. Eight of those quilt projects were included in the April 2023 issue that went on sale last week, and we have many more to share with you in the coming issues this year. What better way to celebrate than to bring you more fabulous projects by amazing designers? Hi, I'm Elizabeth Stumbo. I've been on staff in the quilting group since 2008 and art director of American Patrick and Quilting for six years. It's so exciting to be celebrating our 30th anniversary. I am grateful every day that I work in such a creative industry with passionate quilters, designers, and coworkers. One of my favorite parts of my job is when I can step out from behind my computer and be on photo shoots. I love planning how to best photograph a quilt so that it inspires our readers, and I love that I get to work with teams of talented photographers and stylists to help pull off our vision. It's especially exciting when we are invited into the homes of professional quilt designers so we can provide our readers with behind-the-scenes access into their quilting lives. I enjoy seeing how quilters decorate their homes with their own quilts and how unique everyone's sewing spaces are. I always come away from those photo shoots with tons of inspiration and ideas. Plus, the shoots are always a ton of fun. We pack a full day's worth of photography in while getting to know each designer better as they share their passion for quilting with us. And it's always a little exciting to get to travel for work and we have the opportunity to sightsee a little bit if our schedules allow. I will never forget the time that Barb and Mary of Me and My Sister Designs invited our team to do a little spontaneous scorpion hunting in their backyards following a photo shoot at their homes in Arizona. Growing up in the Midwest where we don't have scorpions, I had no idea that they actually glow blue-green when you shine a black light on them. It was such a hilarious experience trekking about in their backyard 
in the dark searching for scorpions. I'm pretty sure we ended up finding at least three, and it was such a funny experience. They even surprised me years later by gifting me with scorpion lollipops, which I admittedly was too chicken to try, but I did keep them as a souvenir of our adventures together. I just want to say a big thank you to every designer that has welcomed us into their homes for photo shoots over the years. On a professional level, it's been amazing to have the opportunity to highlight them in our magazine with one-of-a-kind, unique content. And on a personal note, I have made such wonderful connections and friendships in the quilting community that I will always cherish. I'm Jody Sanders, former editor of American Patchwork and Quilting. I started as a staff writer at American Patchwork and Quilting in February 2007 and left in May of 2022. So I have over 15 years of great memories of my time at American Patchwork and Quilting. One of my fondest memories is working on the One Million Pillowcase Challenge. We asked fellow quilters to make pillowcases and then donate them to a local charity of their choice. We provided a basic pillowcase pattern and over time also included size variation and ways to customize the band. The advertising and marketing team organized sew-a-thons at the International Quilt Festival in Houston, QuiltCon in Austin, Texas, and the Sewing and Stitchery Expo in Puyallup, Washington. For several days, we joined experienced sewists and invited those with no sewing experience at all to help us make pillowcases. We also hosted 24-hour sew-a-thons at our corporate headquarters in Des Moines, Iowa, where we invited coworkers and those from the surrounding communities to join us. While these gatherings took a tremendous amount of planning, travel coordination, and time above our normal workload, it was so exciting to have people love the experience, and we had many who came back year after year to donate their time. We reached our goal of 1 million pillowcases during the pandemic, and so we didn't really get to have the celebration that we had planned to have once we reached our goal. We know that there are people who are still making pillowcases and donated them to hospitals, veterans' homes, daycare facilities, and shelters. I have so many wonderful memories of people that we taught to sew through this program, including high schoolers who were earning community service credit, grandparents who brought their grandkids, and especially to the non-sewing spouses who weren't planning on doing any sewing, but were encouraged by our volunteers and ended up having as much fun as the sewists that they came with. Just want to say congratulations, American Patchwork and Quilting, on 30 years of creating great content for readers, listeners, and viewers. Cheers! Hi, I'm Beth, and I've been on staff with American Patchwork and Quilting for nearly 20 years. My favorite memories are those spent making pillowcases all over the country as part of the One Million Pillowcase Challenge. It was so fun seeing people excited about making a pillowcase, even if they've never sewn before. We always love seeing which fabrics people liked the most. One event we attended, we had this brightly colored flame fabric that people absolutely loved. We were laughing every time we'd see that fabric come through the assembly line of sewing machines and sergers because we just kept seeing it so often. 
Another year, it was a funky animal print line that won everyone's hearts. For four years in a row, we invited the public to our offices for 24 hours of pillowcase sewing. A crazy idea, but people sure loved it. We started at 3 p.m. on Friday and ended at 3 p.m. on Saturday. We set up tables of pre-cut pillowcase kits, sewing machines, sergers, irons and ironing boards, and a place to display finished pillowcases. We had volunteers come in from the community to help us staff the stations to show people how to sew. It was such fun to connect to the quilting community and meet so many lovely quilters. Many people from around our company came to stitch up pillowcases too. The team of mostly men who work on Wood Magazine always showed up to sew. They said sewing machines and sergers are basically power tools. It was always so much fun seeing our coworkers take time out of their workday for a little sewing break. We met such lovely groups of people that came to help sew too. We had 4-H groups, Girl Scouts, and a fashion club at a local high school. One family even drove from Illinois to join us. It was a mom, daughter, and grandma, and they stayed much of the 24 hours sewing together. One girl who attended our event had been in the hospital recently and had received a pillowcase, so she was really excited to make pillowcases to pay it forward so more kids could also get a pillowcase when they were staying in the hospital. We always roped in our family and friends to come either volunteer or sew with us too. My son, who was four years old at the time of our first event, even got to come make a pillowcase, which was so cute. My husband made a few too and was a very precise and accurate stitcher. He took his time to make sure everything was perfect. My mom came one year and she had a great time sewing and chatting with everyone and it was fun to introduce her to my coworkers. It was exhausting, though the hours between 2 a.m. and 6 a.m. were probably the toughest. We didn't have a lot of people who came to sew at that time, so we all started to get a little wacky and a lot tired. Mainlining, caffeine, and eating cold pizza kept us mostly awake, but keeping moving seemed to be the only way we wouldn't just crash. Probably not too surprising, but this was the time of night that we noticed a lot more sewing mistakes happening, too. But my absolute favorite thing was when a child would come to my station and I could just see how much fun they were having. Their big smiles made it all worth it. It was so cute seeing their personalities as they sewed. Some were super cautious and sewed slowly for accuracy, while some were speed demons racing through the stitching because it was just more fun that way. We would help the littlest sewers feed the fabric through or just let them control the gas pedal by putting it on the tabletop and telling them when they could stop and go. After our events, we'd get to deliver the pillowcases to charities around town and hear about their missions and the people the pillowcases would go to. It introduced me to so many different charities that provide help around our city, and I still donate to several of them today. We'd hear stories from the volunteers. Like one place we went said they had just received word they were getting a truckload of pillows. They weren't really sure what they were going to do with all these, but then when we brought our pillowcases by, that just worked out so perfectly that they'd have pillowcases to put on every pillow that had been donated. Another place had a holiday toy pantry, so they were able to let everyone who came pick out a pillowcase for their child. And bonus, they could also use the pillowcase to hold the toys they picked out while they shopped as well. It's incredible to think of all the people around the country that might still be sleeping on a pillowcase we helped make at one of our events. It was so rewarding working on the One Million Pillowcase Challenge. From planning the events and shipping pallets of supplies to teaching people to sew to delivering the finished pillowcases. It's an experience I'll never forget. 
every part of the process was memorable. Hey, it's Lindsay. My favorite memory from over the years is probably hosting our very first quilt along 10 years ago. I had been working at the company for only a few years at that point, and we were just starting to use social media a lot more and our blog a lot more and find ways to connect with quilters that way. Our first quilt along was with Lisa Alexander's Tone It Down quilt, which was a super scrappy rainbow pattern. And I was a newer sewer at that point and decided to join in the fun. And this quilt was definitely a challenge for me. But it was my first quilt along too, so I learned so much from everyone involved. And I think it was one of the first times I truly felt and saw the passion and the power of quilters. When you work on the magazine or the website, there's not a lot of back and forth. You know, we put these things out in the world and we usually don't get a lot of feedback. But this quilt along on Facebook, Instagram, and our blog had hundreds and hundreds of people participating. They were posting thousands of photos of their quilts and their progress. Uh, They were asking great questions and commenting on each other's photos to show support. You know, they were visiting our blog and the blogs of designers who were quilting along to learn more and share their experiences. It was so powerful to see. And it opened up a whole new world for me because we could just feel quilters wanting a social place to make friends and share their work. And that really helped me focus on what my place in our staff was. And that was to find ways to connect to quilters, uh, make them feel like they had a safe place to share things and find fun ways to foster that community. You know, and since then, we've hosted a lot more quilt alongs. We've hosted virtual quilt retreats. We started our UFO challenge. Uh, We've done month-long storage or photo challenges and other things. And I'm constantly thinking of ways to involve our readers and our listeners in our magazine content. I know quilting lives in the pages of our magazine and on our website, but it also lives out in the world and in people's sewing rooms and and their beautiful projects they make. Quilting is a lifestyle. And since that first quilt along, I've come to realize that more and more each day. Now we're going to hear from past designers who've worked with us over the years. We're going to take a quick ad break first, but we'll be back. Now we're going to hear from past designers we've worked with over the years. If you're a longtime listener of the podcast, I'm sure you'll recognize this first voice. I'm Pat Sloan, and I just want to yell out happy anniversary, happy 30 years for American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine. Uh, You have been part of my quilting journey since the first issue. I didn't buy the first issue, but I knew about it. My friends had it, and I think it sold out, so I never did get one. Uh, But the most exciting thing for me was when I had my booth at the trade show and the first time the magazine editors came to visit me and introduce themselves. It was incredibly exciting to meet Heidi Kaizen and Jennifer Kelly who have since been a part of my life and great lifelong friends. Uh, and this, just to think that um, I was lucky enough to be able to work with you in many capacities from having the things in the magazine to hosting your podcast for almost 10 years. So looking forward to another 30 years. Hi, Lindsay. It's Annette Plog, And I just wanted to congratulate American Patrick and Quilting on 30 years of publication. It is always such an honor to have a project featured in APQ and seeing my quilts in the magazine never gets old. My first APQ project was Lost at Sea, 
a scrappy Lost Ships quilt in the December 2013 issue. Since then, I have had six quilts featured, including this month. American Patchwork and Quilting is a wonderful publication full of ideas, instruction, and inspiration. So I'm wishing you all happy anniversary. And here's to another 30 more. Thanks. Hi, this is Becky Goldsmith from Piece of Cake. Over the years, Linda Jenkins and I published many patterns in American Patchwork and Quilting. It was always fun to see our quilts in the magazines, but it was also wonderful knowing that their reach, that, that our quilts got out to so many quilters all over the world. We appreciate that fact, and we appreciate you who may have made some of our patterns featured in American Patchwork and Quilting over the years. Thank you so much. And may all of you have many happy stitches. Hello, it's Bill Kerr from Modern Quilt Studio. And Week Swingle from Modern Quilt Studio. And it's been really wonderful thinking about the many years we've worked with American Patchwork and Quilting. We looked through our stack of issues, and I think we've been in about 15 different issues. And every time, it's such a wonderful opportunity to work with the really talented staff there and to share ideas with you, the readers. It's just a great group of people out there quilting. One of our favorite covers with American Patchwork and Quilting was our February 2012 cover of our Fabric Fusion quilt. It was a really neat quilt and it's one that continues to be popular even today. Uh, it was a scrappy quilt and it mixed all genres of fabrics. We had modern prints, we had um, homespuns, batiks, there were some thimbleberries and Civil War reproduction fabrics. And Kay Fassett all mixed in the same quilt. And Amy Butler. That's it was, right. It was a quilt that showed readers that it's not about how a, a fabric is marketed or what collection it's in in the store but how it works and plays well with others. And that led to a wonderful experience with um, American Patchwork and Quilting former editor, um, Jennifer Keltner. Uh, she and I did a Stash RX series for three years with the magazine that I think the first one was in June of 2013. And that was such fun. I met Jennifer at uh, three different shops around the country, and she and her staff combined 40 pounds of fabrics that they weren't sure how to use, that they had in their stashes, but they weren't sure how to use. And there was a camera crew there, and uh, the lighting was all set up, and we went into the classroom of the shop and she just emptied out this enormous suitcase of all of these, just hundreds of fabrics. And I said, so do I just start? And she said, yeah, sure. And so suddenly I just started pulling fabrics and, you know, going around the shop and uh, pulling bolts off. And I remember her saying, wait, 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 what? We're, we're already, we're already, we're already going? We've already got a pallet? And uh, we talked about... Um, how 
to encourage people to use their stashes in broader ways. And we broke down, that article broke down tips for different genres and how to use them in unexpected ways and how to deal with uh, certain novelty fabrics or uh, holiday fabrics, that kind of thing, to give them other options. That series was, um, was tremendous fun and it was really the perfect environment. And we had such a wonderful experience. Um, and to this day, people often tell me that that was, um, that was one of their favorite features that they had from American Patchwork and Quilting. And that had grown out of a series of classes that we led where students would come in with... And we still their, lead. And we still lead. Students would come in with kind of quote-unquote problem fabrics and say, can you help? I love this fabric, but I don't know what to do with it. So Weeks did this amazing job working with APQ to bring it to life through this series of three articles and three years in a row. Three years in a row, there, um, this series took place. And I'll say, I've met a bunch of shop owners over the years who told me that they laminated those articles and they kept them in their shop for both for their employees and their customers. And we still do a lot of work with this. And we even did a publication called Rediscovering Your Stash that was an extension of this you know, wonderful fun we had with APQ. In the class that we've been, that we taught prior to that, and we still teach, we were happy to hear that um, on the APQ website, allpeoplequilt.com, that um, they re-released the article on uh, May 5th of 2021. So if you missed it, Yeah, it's you can, wonderfully formatted online now. Yeah, they updated it. So, and I, I think it's really it's a timeless article. I know that so many times people think of quilt magazines as being all about the patterns, but APQ has always been a leader in in education, and that's why it's been especially wonderful to work with. It's not just here's a quilt, teach everyone how to make it. It's more you can make this quilt and look what you can learn doing this. And I think that that's where we worked so well with APQ because we share that desire to help uh, readers continue to grow as quilters and try new things and learn how to make their quilting more fun and, and easier. It's Really fun to sit here and think of all those good times. So congratulations, American Patchwork and Quilting. Absolutely. On your anniversary and on all of the wonderful articles and content you've uh, used to inspire quilters uh, for the last 30 years. And wishing you many more. Happy 30th anniversary, American Patchwork and Quilting from Victoria Finley Wolf here in New York. What I absolutely love when I do a quilt for... American Patchwork and Quilting, is when I get the email that shows the layout of what the quilt is going to look like in the article in the magazine. I'm always surprised and so thrilled with how good you make my quilts look and all of our quilts look in the magazine. It must be so fun to be in the room when they're deciding what kind of a layout the quilt is going to look like, whether it's on a bed or draped over the couch or with some beautiful furnishings all around. I think you guys do a really great job, and it's always been my favorite magazine. 
Hey everyone, it's Lisa Bonjean from Primitive Gatherings. And one of my most favorite memories about working with American Patchwork and Quilting was when after a market, a bunch of us designers got invited to a creative circle of a bunch of us designers getting together. We spent a couple days together and the best part of it was, was that we got to go into the Better Homes and Gardens test kitchen and make fabulous cupcakes. So that is my most precious memory of working with the staff at American Patchwork and Quilting. This is Kathy Haberman from Hands-On Design. I'm a cross-stitch designer and fairly new to the American Patchwork and Quilting magazine family. I'm also a quilter and love combining fabrics and stitches together in my design work and finishing work. I've had just a few designs in the magazine, so when asked for my favorite memory of working with American Patchwork, I would have to say it's how welcoming everyone has been. I've been included in on events such as this anniversary, and last year when I was asked to come up with some New Year's quilting and stitching resolutions. I look forward to my upcoming Instagram takeover and appreciate the opportunity to bring cross-stitch to the quilting audience. Congratulations to American Patchwork on 30 years. What an amazing accomplishment. Hello, my name is Andy Knowlton, and I'm the face behind A Bright Corner Quilts. I love designing quilts for American Patchwork and quilting, and one of my favorite things is collaborating. It's always great to get feedback and direction from the editor, like with refining colors or moods for a quilt. And uh, there was one time that I had submitted an idea for a scrappy sawtooth star quilt. And it was in lighter pinks and corals, kind of more of a spring quilt. But the editor and the art director got back to me and asked if I could push it more in the direction toward fall colors using terracotta colors and rust colors and adding in more variety uh, like that. And they suggested that they wanted to maybe photograph it with some fall heirloom colored pumpkins. I loved having that inspiration and that just gave me the vision that I needed when it was time to actually choose the fabrics to sew the final quilt. It uh, ended up being kind of a scrappier quilt. And so I was able to use a lot of different prints in there. And I just love uh, how the final styling and the photography turned out. It was fun to collaborate. And uh, one of my favorite parts always is to see how the final quilts are styled and photographed in the magazine. They do such a beautiful job. Hi, Lindsay. It's Sharon Tucker here from Grassroots Quilt Studio in Blaine, Washington. Well, congratulations on 30 years of American Patchwork and Quilting. It's such a fabulous magazine, and it's no wonder you're having this big anniversary. It's always been a great pleasure to work with your magazine, and probably my biggest thrill was when my second quilt made it on the cover of the June 2018 uh, issue, Give It a Whirl, and I think you and Jody were even more excited than I was, and it was so fun that you were sharing in the good, you know, the good enjoyment of it all, and it's just such a good magazine. I wish you another 30 years of continued success. Thank you. Hello, quilting friends. This is Joanna Figueroa from Fig Tree and Company, and gosh, I'm reaching back 20 years ago or so for some of these or most of these memories. Um, there are lots of moments that come to mind for me when I think of American Patchwork and Quilting. Um, there's the moment that you all emailed to tell me you were featuring my first quilt 
or the time you chose my quilt for the cover of the magazine. That was a Christmas quilt. Um, Or the time one of my quilts was featured in your calendar was another one of those, oh my goodness, moments. I feel like you were a part of so many different aspects of my business as I started out and as I grew. Um, I think the event that stands out the most is when you came to film my house for your featured designer segment. Um, I think probably my family remembers the weeks of preparation to clean, organize, and to use that as an excuse to finish off all the projects in the house that had never gotten done. I think my husband kept looking at me and saying, you really need to do that to finish them photoing your studio. And I would just look at him and say, yes, because I don't know where they're going to want to take a picture. And you ended up taking photos of so many different parts of the house, not just the studio, but the living room and the dining room. Um, My boys at the time. Um, I'll just never forget your kindness and your generosity of your team. Um, Being in my home, Michael, the photographer, your kind encouragement and your wonderful eye for color and for photography. I learned so much from you and I will be forever grateful to have you have been such a huge part of my design and business journey over the years. Um, Thank you so much and happy anniversary. This memory was sent in by Darlene Zimmerman and it's read by Beth. My name is Darlene Zimmerman, also known as the Feedsack Lady. I'm retired now, but am a quilt designer, book and pattern author, designer of many quilting tools, and fabric designer. I'm also a mother to four and a Grammy to six. The editors and staff at American Patchwork and Quilting have been wonderful to work with over the years. My favorite memory? I was a vendor at the Paducah show years ago and was asked by Heidi Kaisend, the first editor of the magazine, to submit quilt ideas to the brand new APQ magazine. What an honor to be asked. Hi, Lindsay McRae here. I'm a Moda designer and a a co-designer with my partner, Pam Earhart, in Clark Street Quilts. And I've also had the pleasure of writing for American Patchwork and Quilting for many years. Congratulations on your anniversary. As a reader and as a designer and as a writer, I've really enjoyed American Patchwork and Quilting. I've had the pleasure of interviewing some fabulous designers. I've had pleasure at the end of a hard day of work to sit down and page through the beautiful photos and really appreciated it. And as a as a fabric designer, it was an incredible thrill for me the first time that I opened the pages of the magazine and there was a quilt that my partner and I designed in my first line of fabric, my feed sack fabric, and I can't tell you how exciting that was. And perhaps my other favorite memory of working for your magazine and for other magazines are are talking to shop owners and learning how passionate they are about sharing their creativity with their customers as I interviewed them for Quilt Sampler magazine. So thanks to the staff at American Patchwork and Quilting. You've all been a delight to work with and I And thank you for the creative ideas and the relaxation and pleasure that the magazine brings to all of us who have the pleasure of reading it. Thank you and congratulations. Wendy Shepard sent us the following memory. This is being read by Doris. 
This is Wendy Shepard. First of all, happy 30th birthday. You are just a year older than my forever age of 29. My favorite part of working with American Patchwork and Quilting is always receiving the issues that feature my projects. To me, that is like Christmas. I love working with the staff at American Patchwork and Quilting. My favorite memory is being interviewed by Lindsay for the podcast at Houston Quilt Market one year. I remember having such a lovely conversation with Lindsay. Hi, I'm Christy Parker. I've been sewing since I was nine and have dabbled in a wide variety of creative endeavors throughout my lifetime. Quilting, however, is my passion. During the day, I work as a family and consumer science teacher, but I'm often referred to as the sewing teacher. In my free time, I love to teach at local quilt shops. And although I've been creating my own quilt patterns for years, I just recently had a design published in American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine for the first time. It was wonderful to see my I quilt so beautifully photographed and displayed in my favorite magazine. I plan to continue to submit some more ideas and keep my fingers crossed that perhaps another one of my designs will be published in the future. The following statement is from Kathleen Berlew and read by Elizabeth. Hello, I'm Kathleen Berlew. I design pillows, pincushions, and other small items, mostly with wool felt. My favorite American patchwork and quilting memory was having my first design accepted. It was a set of felt log and leaf shaped sachets that were embroidered and filled with dried pine balsam. I had emailed a proposal to the editor on a whim and was pleasantly surprised when I got a positive response. The project appeared in the October 2015 issue, beautifully photographed. Since then, I've been fortunate to have had other designs published in APQ, but that first one was definitely the most memorable. Thanks for the opportunity, American Patrick and Quilting, and happy anniversary. Hi, it's Sarah with Designs by Sarah J. My favorite memories of working with American Patchwork and Quilting involve the rush of excitement I feel anytime one of my designs is selected for the magazine. It's such a validation that I can create a design other quilters will want to make. And then seeing how the pattern tester reinterprets my design, followed by all the readers who make and share their own versions, that opportunity to share a craft I love with so many readers keeps inspiring me to create new and original designs. Hello, I'm Heather Briggs of My So Quilty Life, and my favorite memory of working with American Patchwork and Quilting was seeing my Christmas garland quilt on the cover of the December 2022 issue. It was such a sweet surprise. I couldn't believe it, and I cannot thank the staff enough at American Patchwork and Quilting for this opportunity. It was truly a dream come true, and I love working with them. Ava Shire sent in her top five memories read by Beth. Hello, I am Ava Shire, retired co-owner of Joined at the Hip. I would like to share a few memories of working with APQ. I have many, so I will keep it down to the top five. One, I remember our first international quilt market in Houston, Texas. Heidi Kaizen stopped by the booth and introduced herself and asked if we would consider submitting ideas for possible publication in the magazine. I had always dreamed of the opportunity before I became a designer. I remember thumbing through the magazine and thought, wow, that would be really something to have a project in the magazine. Imagine how excited I was when given the opportunity and then be contacted with projects that they were going to publish. Yeah, it was pretty big in my world. This dates back 25 years ago. Two, 
I was on the panel who helped select the top 10 shops for Quilt Sampler magazine. It was so interesting to get to view the submissions and so challenging to narrow it down to only 10. It was a rewarding experience that I fondly recall to this day. Three, being invited to be a member of the first Creative Circle of Excellence. It was in the spring after Quilt Market in Kansas City. We drove to Des Moines and we stayed at the historic Fort Des Moines Hotel in downtown Des Moines, along with all of the other participants. We were given the opportunity to try out the latest and greatest sewing machines and quilting gadgets on the market. We were also challenged to work as a team on some pretty crazy projects. Our group had to make a sturdy doghouse out of paper. It was also interesting to work with participants whose quilting style was so opposite of mine. In the end, it was a wonderful and enlightening memory that challenged me to grow and experience more within the industry. Four, Jennifer Keltner called me and asked if they could feature our business in APQ. Heck yes! What this entailed was a three-day photo shoot in our homes. I cleaned and fluffed my house like it has never been before. Fresh flowers and I had quilts displayed everywhere. I still remember the day in September when they showed up. The photographer, Perry Struess, was the first to arrive. Soon, Elizabeth Tysinger arrived and later Jennifer Keltner. I seriously thought my heart was going to pound out of my chest. I was so nervous. Soon, I relaxed and adjusted to the camera flashes. It was an honor to host these three individuals and then to share the photos with the rest of the magazine subscribers. A side note on this one. You always want to show your best. I had two calico cats at the time, and one of them got sick, and of course, I didn't discover it. The APQ folks did. Ah! And the same cat crawled in Perry Struess's camera bag. She scared all of us when she came bounding out. Must have been payback for how little attention was devoted to the cats prior to the photo shoot. Number five. Jennifer Keltner called and told me that my quilt was going to be on the cover of APQ. I had always dreamed of getting a cover. I was able to achieve at least three covers during my career, an honor that I am extremely proud of. Thanks for giving the opportunity to walk down memory lane. What a ride and what a wonderful publication you have. Best wishes for continued success. Hi, my name is Kelly Marshall from Simply Macbeth Design Co. And I have been fortunate enough to be working with American Patchwork and Quilting for the last few years. And I have so enjoyed working with everyone there. Everyone is so kind and welcoming and helpful. And um, it has just been so fun to be able to be featured in the magazine. And I would have to say that my favorite memory was when I actually got my quilt on the cover of the winter 2022 issue of Quilts and More. My holiday quilt made the front cover and it was such a fun surprise. And I remember calling to get some orders of the magazines and Doris was so excited with me and I loved that she just shared in with that excitement and it was so cool to like go to different grocery stores and be like hey that's me but it's been very fun and I am so happy that I've been able to be a part of this and congratulations on 30th anniversary. Hey it's Lindsay. Thanks to all those designers who took the time to share their memories with us. So special. And that's it for today's show. If you'd like to help us celebrate, please pick up a copy of the April 2023 issue on newsstands. 
Or if you're not a subscriber, you know, we have a lot of fun things planned throughout the year and new subscribers can get a subscription for just $5.99 with our special podcast deal. You can find the link to the special subscription in our show notes toward the top of the page. Also, please take five minutes to take our podcast survey, which you can find at allpeoplequilt.com slash podcast survey. We really value all your opinions on the show and want to know what you love and what you want to hear in upcoming episodes. Thanks for helping us celebrate and have a great week. Cheers to 30 years.